Welcome to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die. Not a threat. Just a fact. My name is Val Flight Cub, aka uh, P Butt Edge. Uh, I'm Sarah, aka Euro Pete Buttigieg. Deja vu, I'm fixing prices higher. Th- I don't remember how that, that song goes, really. <laughs> Kind of petered out there. I, I know how the part that says deja vu goes. Deja vu. Fixing in the 90s. And t- I don't know how the rest of that song. Like, I, I, I know Eurobeat songs as long as the the, 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 na- the the line where they say the name of the song is. Yeah. <laughs> Sandstorm you don't know any of. No. Well, I, I probably could actually do Sandstorm start to finish. I have heard that one enough, but that's like the one. That's, is that Eurobeat? That's more like Eurodance, I guess. I know so little about music genres. Uh, Eurobeat is like the thing you would imagine like a car drifting to. Hmm. I'm liking imagining you prob- it. You've probably also heard running in the 90s at some point. Just not like the actual words part, but the, uh, the instrumental behind it is pretty legendary online. What does it sound like? I probably heard it. <laughs> okay, so now that everyone stopped listening, you want to do some shoutouts? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Um fucking i literally it, i literally just forgot the thing I, I had the tesla thing but there was another thing that i wanted to talk oh yeah um so shout out number one uh 538's feeling the burn yes uh 538 updated uh forecast on the primary states and now polls don't mean anything especially from the dumbest especially from the the least correct man online nate silver mm-hmm. but <laughs> but but it is nice to see. It is nice to see someone who is like a who is just like an absolute like pol- like is an absolute fucking wonk for polls is finally like feeling the burn about these things. Like he mm-hmm. can't deny this. He can't deny the surge because yeah. forecast on primary states that Biden has the best chance of winning versus Bernie Sanders. Biden has uh, Alabama and I believe DE is Delaware and Sanders has everything else. On <laughs> Yes. Every other state. <laughs> yeah. Pete has Iowa, though. Yeah, Pete, Pete sure has Iowa. Oh, yes, my Pete. God. Did you did you see the needle? That shit about the needle? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can on, you I explain find... for our listeners, though? So, the needle is... Hold on. I want to find the uh, publication that, that like, uh, sourced it. Uh, fucking... Hold on. Uh, Nate Cohn from... Uh, I'm trying to remember... Sorry, I need these. I think it's Washington Post. No, uh, the needle is New York Times. Actually. New York Times. Uh, <laughs> so they have a thing that they were using called the needle, which for two days after Iowa was saying that Bernie, that uh, Pete Buttigieg had a ninety-five percent to win Iowa, and Bernie ha- er, and Bernie had like less than one percent, mm-hmm. and the rest of the t- and the rest of the numbers were filled in, and then as soon as like the satellite district started reporting that showed Bernie as like actually winning Iowa, mm-hmm. they as soon as that inched closer to fifty-fifty, uh, they took the needle off the website and saying uh, Nate Cohn 
opponent status, uh, one of the people who is responsible for the needle said, we're going to evaluate, but it sure seems to me that despite being set up to accept it and model them separately, that the needle does not have the satellite caucuses. <laughs> and then someone replied to him, the needle sucks shit, dude. And he says, nope, the needle is perfect and only fails when we fail it as we did tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the needle is disappointed in us. The needle is so upset with all of us. God, you know so, what? No, they're not mad. They're not. They're not mad. You're, you said it right. They're not mad. They're disappointed. Yeah, they expected better from from us. Yeah, the needle expected us to put better numbers into it that showed uh, that that showed uh, Pete winning, but instead mm-hmm. the numbers showed Bernie winning, and it's sat and it's mad at us. <laughs> yeah. So so this whole Iowa thing is is so weird. Like. I, like, I would have thought that Pete Buttigieg was so close to dropping out, like, a week ago. Yeah. Like, he's no one to me. He was on the same radar, he was on the same level as, like, um, wow, I really forgot his name, Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, like, it, it's the exact, like, it's the exact same person, except for one of them rides a skateboard and the other one is gay. Yeah, literally, Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh my god, I cannot wait for Pete Buttigieg's, like, post, uh, like, after he's out of the running, I cannot wait for him to go full, like, divorced dad on Instagram, (laughs) just like Beto. I don't know, I don't think he will, because I think, I think if Pete doesn't get the nomination, what, I think when Pete doesn't get the nomination this year, he's gonna be like, I'm still young, and he's gonna try again in four years. Oh, he absolutely is. And he's going to keep trying until he either gets the nomination, um, gets tackled publicly by me. Um, <laughs> You're gunning for Mayor Mer- Pete better watch the fuck out. I'm, yeah, like, email from Val Flight Cub Sanders, I'm running. <laughs> 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 God, I the sequel the sequel to It Follows fucking rips. <laughs> um yeah, I'm just gonna uh I, I either that, either he gets tackled by me, um, or he, he gets the nomination. Or he kills everyone in the DNC. And gets the nomination. <laughs> right. Right. There's a song about um from this uh album called Mm, am I going to be able to look this up fast enough for it to be worth it? I think so. Do, do, do. If you can't look it up fast enough, we can just edit it out so it seems like it was fast enough. <laughs> Got it. Um, was that edited? Who knows? Uh, it's called 35mm... 35mm. I, I, I know I said I could edit, but that's 10 minutes i got to cut out. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> it's called 35mm, a musical exhibition, and there's this one song on it... Um, I've only heard this because Spotify plays it for me sometimes. There's a song on it called The, the Ballad of Sarah Berry. And she's it's this girl who's like obsessed with being prom queen. Uh-huh. And her parents are like, high school is the gateway to college, is the gateway to having a good life. Like, if you don't do well in high school, you're nothing. And so she's like, I have to be prom queen. But then this girl, like, this other girl in school, like, breaks both her legs and so, like, all the other kids are going to vote for her for prom queen. And, like, her boyfriend, like, feels really bad for her. So, like, isn't going to take Sarah and is going to take this other girl to prom. So Sarah's, um, Sarah Berry starts murdering everyone in school. <laughs> like, 
she okay. starts killing all the other prom court people so that she's the only one left so that she can be prom queen. <laughs> and the song ends before they, like, announce who it is. But I'm pretty sure that, like, you don't get to stay eligible to be prom queen if you just if you kill all the if you do homi- like if you if you are in jail for homicide you don't get to be prom queen no yeah <laughs> i don't know you know the the rules might be a little loosey goosey but i don't think that yeah it has been a while since i have been to high school and i never went to prom either so i could be completely off base here <laughs> That's how, that's not how they did it at my high school, at least. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't say it. Okay, they didn't. They didn't like it at your school. Okay, that's that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just, but the one other shout out that I wanted to bring up is that. Uh, oh, hold on a second. This story was updated. I want to make sure that I'm not uh, misreading information. Okay, so there there was an update to the story, but it was just uh, uh, to get a quote from the uh, the person who sold this Tesla in question. So okay. here here is the story: a man named Alec buys a used Tesla from a uh, uh, a third party dealer and vi- bought it via auction. Uh, okay. Or no, he the the guy who, the third party dealer had bought the car himself via auction a few. Uh, a few months prior, and then sold is was reselling it, uh, and it was like a late, uh, very new model, I believe, like a, a Model S, very mm-hmm. sexy, has the you know the autopilot and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the full self driving capability. Now, do not get me wrong, this full self driving capability has been linked to multiple fate, uh, at least one fatality, if not more, mm. and it's not a good thing. However, <laughs> however, it is in the car. However, yes, it is in the car. Uh, and then uh, they he bought he uh, he bought the car uh, on the fifteenth, and uh, on the eighteenth Tesla audited the car remotely, and the result of the audit was the removal of the full self driving capability features and the enhanced autopilot. <laughs> like so- they just patched it out of this man's car. And here, let me read the let me read the quote from the from Tesla that was um. Uh, here's the contact. Here's the, the, Alec reached out to contact Tesla and here's what Tesla had to say. Tesla had recently identified instances of customers being incorrectly configured for autopilot versions that they did not pay for. Since there was an audit done to correct these instances, your vehicle is one of the vehicles that was incorrectly configured for autopilot. We looked back at your purchase history and unfortunately full self-driving was not a feature that you had paid for. We apologize for the confusion. If you are still interested in having those additional features, we can begin the process to purchase the upgrade. So... Yeah. So the dealer bought it um, from uh, from auction, but when the dealer bought it, it had self-driving. Yes. When he sold it, it had self-driving as well. So he bought a car. But they patched that it out of the se- car. He bought, he bought a car that had self-driving in it. That's him paying for the self-driving. As what? well. Yes. And then the guy who bought, and then the guy who bought the car from the third party dealer was like, Hey, uh, I, hey, the guy who the guy who sold the car to Alec was like, "Hey, so this car's got a whole bunch of features, including autopilot, functional mm-hmm. self-driving, or whatever the fuck it's called." Yeah, like that, and like that wasn't free. That wasn't just like included part and parcel. That was like listed on the cars, like things that was being sold to Alec. Right, like perks of the car, like the same way that you would like I don't know, like one one year Sirius Satellite XM or something that might like yeah. cost like ten dollars extra or something, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so because they did not, but but Tesla said, "Nuh-uh, you didn't pay no. for it." Nuh-uh. How far away are we from Teslas having subscription services in them 
where you have to pay every month, even after you've bought the car fully, to have some feature in it. I mean, this is like the this is like the last step before that. Yeah, they could just like build it into your auto insurance. Oh shit! Also, hey, it's Matt. (laughs) I I do like the idea that Tesla can just remotely brick your car. Sorry, my other podcast recording went really long. (laughs) That's all right. Who are you, and what's your name? My name is Matt. Um, I had a nickname. I already lost it because I'm dumb. Is this something about Pete Buttigieg? I apparently didn't write it down. It's fine. I'm Matt. That's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so what are, what are we through so far? On we're the through all the shout outs and then we were going to go into uh, Val's and your topics. So Absolutely. 538 feeling the burn was the first shout out and Tesla. Yeah. Um, just a- remotely absolute. bricking cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just removing. He didn't pay for it. So. It just reminds me there was this story a couple of years ago of people who had to hack their John Deere tractors to upgrade them. Yes. Um, because they had like a proprietary license key that you had to do to do uh-huh. any upgrades on it. And uh-huh. then people made like large file sharing servers for new firmware updates to get around it. And that is basically what they're going to have to do. People are going to have to homebrew their Teslas. Except nobody, but like people who bought Teslas will never do that. They're no, no, because they love Elon like, Musk too much. I, I, can play my, I can play my pirated copy of House of the Dead Overkill on my Tesla now. <laughs> you, could, you can, I wonder what the first Celeste run played on Tesla is going to be. <laughs> as I said with the Cuphead, as I said with the Cuphead uh, version available in Tesla, the first speed run will be the any percent uh, wrapped around it, the, the tree wrap percent. <laughs> <laughs> Go until the car has exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Go until the car catches dash- on fire. Air dashing requires you to rev the engine. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta run the. They gotta run Minecraft at top specs to try to explode the car. Oh God, I hate Tesla so much. I hate Tesla, that- and I also just hate technology. Yeah, I hate Elon Musk. Did you? See, I hate Grime. Did you see that tweet she made yesterday that was like, "I am a virgin." I sure did. What? And Elon Musk has a lot it's of in vitro true. children. Like it's it's guaranteed. I would. I am certain. There's a zero percent chance. No. Like I, I feel like at the very like, and that's not me just like making assumptions about Grimes. I feel like she has like posted about having sex before or like made yeah, songs yeah. about it. She's that specific kind of online. Yeah. Ugh. God. It would be nice to think about um, Elon never having sex. Well, I mean, that's also probably. I don't think that I. I would not be surprised if if uh, if fucking if Elon if Grimes became homongalagungus via in via in vitro fertilization. I don't think that like. I I don't think that Mr. Musk gave her a single spatter of baby bat, bat- batter direct from the source. I really hated everything you just All right, said. So that's shout outs, I think. What do we got for what do we got for what do we got for big boy topics? Big boy topics. Well, well, we have a topic about a little man. Oh Is he a man? How are his hands? Wait, 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 hold no? on, hold on. Uh hold on. Uh big update. Boop 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 boop. I just got a follow on Twitter. <laughs> just got a new uh-huh. follower. Who's your From follower? Hoverboardguides.com. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna follow back? I I don't think so. No, yeah. Let me take a look. At, let me take a look at some of their most recent tweets. Uh, laws for hoverboards in UK. Okay. 
looking for the best quality hover shoes, but don't know how to choose the best for you. No, you know I know what? how to choose the best for me. I don't, so I'm really glad that hoverboardguides.com has followed me. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. here's, here's one. Here's one from last oh, Saturday. Okay. Best off-road hoverboard. Hashtag buying guide. Hashtag latest hoverboards. Hashtag hoverboard sale. Hashtag hoverboards cheap. Hashtag hoverboards for sale. Hashtag hoverboards USA. Hashtag hoverboards NG. Hashtag flinger N. Hashtag birthday party. Hashtag Greta. Hashtag swagway. Hashtag bluefin board. Hashtag gadget show. Hashtag tech. Swagway? Hashtag Xmas gift. Hashtag Saturday morning vibes. Good lord. Um, and it was it was Swagway, S-W-E-G, like the, smeg, like the swag of smegma. Oh, sorry, like the smeg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pete Buttigieg is a rat <laughs> That was probably a typo for Segway. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, we know ate a cheese. He did eat a cheese. Um... um no, that's so I eat a cheese. I, I mean, worked for a company that stuff. was at the no. front of eating a cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I had never even heard of the cheese until yesterday. <laughs> much, much like my Twitter name currently has the bread and stocks emojis to illustrate my position on Pete Buttigieg Breadgate. It now contains a ballot box and a rat. Rat, 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 rat. mode. There's so, this one Tumblr post that uses, like, really weird fonts to make the word rat, like, appear, like, three posts up your dashboard. Yeah, and that's I just, love that post. That's what I imagine every time that Pete Buttigieg talks. <sighs> rat incoming! Yes. So, for people who somehow were asleep um, during this, the Iowa caucuses is a big, complicated... Um, situation where pe- everybody stands in a room it's not a joke everyone stands in a room and they have to say who they want to vote for and then if you if you slept through if you slept through the Iowa caucuses congratulations on your four whole days of slumber <laughs> just, just a solid 96 hours of sleep straight sometimes people are sleepy Some, <laughs> sometimes you just be sleeping sometimes I don't have any else anything else to say sorry that's fine um so everybody stands in a room, and then if not enough people vote for one person, then it's kind of like ranked choice voting, sort of. It's a but little it's like, like okay, which of these voting. six people do you like? And then it's like, oh, only you know the majority of the votes went to you know these three, and and those other three got one person each. So which yeah. of these three people do you like? And then so on and so forth. So forth. Essentially, if it's less than fifteen percent of the room, they're declared unviable, and mm-hmm. you're 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 able to move to another candidate. What I noticed looking at, like, the first and second choices is that a lot of people for unviable candidates stuck around them, which is very weird. Huh. Like, that there's, like, any, like, Bidens or Styers in second alignment doesn't really make any sense to me, but it's right there in the numbers. Do you think yeah. Styers, like, gotten a big boost from his, from being uh, a friend to, Ber- trying to be a friend to Bernie? I well, love that he's just Bernie's simp. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's very funny to me. It's representation. He um, wants to, he's trying to make sure that his back isn't the first against the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we're not going to, like, start t- saying that Tom Steyer's, like, good or anything on this podcast because, like, his hedge fund investment was primarily in private prisons. Yikes. So, like... He's also, he's a billionaire running for president, which is already disqualifying. Yeah. That enough. Like... But, like 
Yeah. You don't under any circumstance have to hand it to him, but he apparently was one of the better performing people at last night's debate, which mm-hmm. sure, why the fuck not? I couldn't suggest my I couldn't subject myself to more than 5 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. So, so I just started watching TV instead. Some standout moments from the debate according to my Twitter were um so Pete Buttigieg was finally asked about the apparent racial profiling that was happening in South Bend while he was um, mayor because a violent, uh, sorry, arrests for um, like marijuana possession went up among African-Americans in South Bend once he became mayor. And like, he even said like overall arrests went down, but it's still true that African-American arrests went up. And he was like, well, it's because we were targeting gang and violent offenders. Golly. Yeah. Really said that. And um, then uh, the the moderator immediately went. Uh, Senator Warren, was that a substantial answer? Substantial, substantial answer from Mayor Buttigieg, and she just starts her answer with no. <laughs> just absolutely oh. ethered on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other thing, <laughs> the other thing that the people I follow on on Twitter were like, huh? Was Asked a different question, Tom Steyer was like, I think we need to talk about Martin Luther King Jr. and his legacy. Like, just, just nobody asked. Nobody. <laughs> and he was you like, know, I would have voted for Obama for a third term if I could have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, so, that, line, that line from Get Out served, a, gave us so, <laughs> Get Out has given us so many good things. Yeah. Yes. Also, just learning about that line that Bradley Whitford did not realize it was supposed to be a joke. God. <laughs> is also very funny. How do you not White people have privilege, cool. and sometimes we don't know. Um, so, back to the Iowa caucuses thing. Mm-hmm. So, people stand in a room. They say who they want to vote for. They get a choice to pick a different person if their person isn't popular enough. Blah, blah, blah. It goes and goes and goes. Then you get based on how many people each thing is a different it tallies and then there's math and then you carry the set uh and then you delegates and there's like three different ways to count mm -hmm. you can count the votes by whichever one is the least impressive for bernie Mm-hmm. Yeah, they started yes. counting by the state delegate equivalents, which is like a complicated math equation, which is mm-hmm. the only metric by which Pete Buttigieg won, even with the numbers that were very suspect. Yes. And the reason that the numbers were suspect was, first of all, they weren't released for a very long time, um, for no apparent reason. Um, then it was 62% reporting, um, like the next day, uh, and Pete Buttigieg was doing really well in that 62%. Um, and then once we were finally up to a hundred, what my man declared victory, he did. He, he declared victory with 0% reporting, 0% reporting. Yeah. Tweeted out like you've really just blown everybody away tonight. Iowa, we're going to something, something we're going to go. We're going to go to New Hampshire victorious. And the next day he like tried to backpedal that bullshit. He was like, mm-hmm. just being on the ballot was a victory. Yeah. It's so fucking funny looking at Pete Buttigieg's Twitter once you realize that everything he says is just like McKinsey, like um, like political talking point. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mad libs. 
Is he's just like <laughs> he's literally just shoving words together. So like people of the Chapo sphere have just started replying to all of his tweets with just like political jargon thrown into sentences. And if you yes. just read them as if they were Pete tweets, they would sound like things he would say. Oh yeah. I mean he said in the debate the shape of our democracy is the issue which influences all other issues. Something like that. That's and nothing. Just, this isn't anything. <laughs> right. It's like the freedom of our values is based on the value of our freedoms. And yeah, like <laughs> this is less anything than Nancy Pelosi ripping the State of the Union speech in half, which if you didn't discuss it, I just want to say it's nothing. We don't have to talk about it. It is nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's a great gif. Um, That's nothing. all she does. I, I didn't even realize, though, that the the sarcastic clapping was from last year's State of the Union. It wasn't sarcastic clapping. It was no, regular know, clapping that people Sorry, yeah, it was regular clapping and she just claps weird. How she was that a re- year she ago? She went on the record as saying, uh, yeah, that, that, was, that, was a, that was a real clap. That was not sarcastic clapping. And, like, still people are, like, dredging that up as an epic own. Like, just yeah. in the face of the... Yeah. Le resistance. Le resistance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so, the numbers in Iowa were... Supremely massaged. Um, the way that it was reported was via an app, which, yep. first of all, is a terrible idea. Yes. Just Anyone period. who's ever worked in software will tell you you should never use software for anything, let alone voting. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> the app didn't really work as well when it didn't have constant access to data, which would happen in a rural community, perhaps, for just per the se. rural communities, which happen to contain a lot of working class people and immigrant communities that just happen to vote overwhelmingly for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, just coincidentally. Question. That honestly, might be coincidence, but is fucking stupid. Yes. Question. I, I know. I I know. Like smartphones are largely ubiquitous at some point, but there has to be like some percentage of the population that is still not operating on them like what 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 was what was intended like it, i mean there I are mean, just significant portions of iowa that don't have good data like you yeah. probably can't even get a 3g connection that too but I'm, that, that too but i'm also asking like what happens if i roll up to this thing and i don't have a smartphone for whatever reason i've just got like a fucking i, I don't know like a, well it's not the voters who are who are who are using them yeah, the voters will still use their mouths to talk. Yeah, it was, the, the, the app was, was the done room. by the precinct captains to report. Um, no. Another reason why the app was stupid, um, there are so many, but here's another, mm-hmm. is that they couldn't put it officially on an app store. So they had to put it through one of those like beta app downloaders, which oh. have a lim- hard limit of 200 people when there oh, are like God. several more precincts than that. Mm-hmm. and would involve the kind of people who work elections, which are generally older middle-aged people who have time to kill, um, having to understand what sideloading an app means, which I know people my age who don't know what that means. I've never heard that term before. Yeah, it literally just means loading an app, usually on Android, because I don't think Apple allows you to do that, um, loading an app outside of the App Store environment. So, like, you're literally downloading the file that is the app program and installing it yourself. Yeah, no, I've never, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to have to do that. I do it all the time for apps that aren't allowed on the app store for reasons like encouraging piracy. Like, my torrent app is downloaded that way. Mm. Because the normal one is just not allowed on the store. 
And that's the app, Matt, that you, you downloaded onto your phone, but you don't use, right? You just have it for, on your phone for, for decoration. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just there for fun. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you just like the icon. It's really cool. It actually is a very you, nice you, icon. You needed a ninth. You needed like a ninth yellow app icon to put in your yellow app folder. Mm-hmm. It's green. Well, you could have yes handed me, but. <laughs> I, but you yeah, still I, put it in I, your I, yellow I, app Your dedication folder. to truth telling. I have to tell the truth. <laughs> um. So what were we saying? Oh yeah. So so. Not only is just like was this going to fail regardless because apps are not good, um, period. Yeah. Uh, yes. The the app was also created by seemingly Pete stands. Um, all of them were people that, or like a lot of the people that created the app were really Hillary, really big Hillary fans in 2016. Yeah. Yep. The husband of the developer, like the main person. CEO of the app, uh, is a Pete contributor, I think? Uh, it's, it's his, his director of communications, I'm pretty sure. His director of communications. And the, the CEO of the app is either Tara McGovern or Tara McGowan. I can't remember which it is. Uh-huh. I don't know either. Vague names. I'm going off my, off the dome for this one, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's very suspicious. Um, as if that wasn't shady did, enough. Did, did you mention the name of the app? Yeah, I, that that that's as if that wasn't shady enough. The app oh. is created by a business literally called Shadow. No, no, no. The app was Shadow. The business was acronym. Acronym. Oh, okay. The the app is Shadow. The the business is acronym. First of all, um, are you <clears> kidding <throat> me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you shout for out, real? First of all, sh- shout out to um my BF, my IRL BF, uh, who said. <laughs> People are talking um, so much about Shadow, but you know the company that made it is Acronym, and we don't, we don't even know what they stand for. Hey, it's pretty good, <laughs> right? I, I he said it better. I don't think I said it correctly, but that said, the whole reason that they created Acronym in the first place was to create a digital environment for fighting. Sorry, like, I. I- I, I would like to correct myself from earlier. Uh, Acronym is a Shadow is a tech company that is a subsidiary of Acronym. Okay, the Sorry, app I'm sure just had some kind of generic app name. But yeah, anyway. it was probably just like Iowa Caucus app. Yeah, ver- so basically like version 1.06. <laughs> the reason why Acronym was created was to fight the fact that Donald Trump has like very good digital marketing. Like Ugh. they are pushing nonstop ads on digital platforms, like pretty much constantly, to the point where like they're trying to ban political advertisements on some of them because the effect has gotten so great. But the problem is that the entire app is made by, you know, Democratic Party insiders who don't know anything, let alone how to make an app, because there's been <laughs> there's been people who have like looked through the code and it looks like someone who is doing a tutorial of learning Ruby, which is the programming language that it's written in. God. Like it literally just looks like basic tutorial stuff. Like they didn't get anyone who's done this before. It looks like they just found whoever's kid used computers the most and said, "Hey, learn Ruby for this," because yeah, they didn't want to pay anyone market rate. The, the fun thing is, is that like the uh, someone at, I don't remember if it was someone at Acronym or Shadow, but they they like went on record and they were like, "Yeah, not to throw anyone under the bus, but and then while they were while they were up." Curling someone up into a ball and throwing them directly into the path of a children's school bus. They followed that up by saying, but this app looks like it was made by a toddler. Oh, my God. 
not actually like it, they said the thing. Actually, I think they said the thing that Matt said. The um, the it looks like someone made a basic thing and like it was a coding boot camp, movie. is what it looked like. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, was yeah. the phrasing they, that I saw. But they prefaced it like. Not to. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but <laughs> here I am to do that right but now. But this is what it would look like if I did. <laughs> um, Doesn't also, it look fucking sweet? <laughs> can we? What would be a worse name for this app company than Shadow? Darp. Uh, wait, no. Darpa's real. Um, I'm just. I was just thinking about Fox Die. <laughs> yeah. That sounds more like a government conspiracy than anything else, so that works. The I, whole, apparently the reason why they called it Shadow is because next to the light, there's always Shadow, and we're always chasing the light. Like some uh-huh. just, like, dumb corporate idiot speak like that. Yeah. Why wouldn't they that, pick... That's, okay. why, that's why Giorno Giovanna had to beat the shit out of them in order to win Vento Oreo. I know that's JoJo, but that's all I know about what you said. I thought you yeah, watched JoJo, Matt. Never mind. Damn. Um... Also, so, okay, so, what if it was called, like, um, the, uh, Beat Pudajedge app company? Yeah, I guess that would be slightly more suspicious. I watched a lot of, um, Hello, Lucas- my name is Mr. Snrub. I think they should put the money back in the nuclear plant. Snrub. I like the way Snrub thinks. Oh God! Wait, I, how do you Pete, say Buttigieg backwards? Hi, I'm Etib. I'm Etib Egeg. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm eight. I'm Etig Gay Tub. <laughs> Dang, you did it! Uh, I'm really proud of you, Sarah. Etib Gay Gay Tub. Our first Egypt Gay Egyptian president. God. It even says it even says gay right in the it says it right on the tin <laughs> twice. Um, yeah, I saw. So I've been watching a lot of um, Lucas Crookshank videos, and he is, plays these apps designed for straight men that are like dating simulators. Um, and one of them is by a company called Wet Productions. So, <laughs> would we like? Would we like the Iowa caucuses better if they were um, tallied, the the votes were tallied and calculated by Wet Productions app? I mean, that would just make me think that our very wet president is involved. Damn. Because our president is also wet. Wet Productions. Inc. I also acronym is a ridiculous name. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like the the whole... The only better name would have been Anagram. Yeah. Or like, but basically, like what it comes initialism. down to is so much more complicated than I'm able to explain. I know um, uh, Virgil of Chapo did a really good thread on it, where he like mm-hmm. basically point by point said where all the problems are and how caucuses normally work, and yeah. like the math around it is just so blatantly dumb. It's like an abstraction of an abstraction of an abstraction. Like I always thought the electoral college itself is stupid, but knowing Mm -hmm. that the electoral college is based on like smaller and smaller chunks of just the same thing where Mm -hmm. the number keeps getting massaged and massaged and massaged. And it's not just votes. It's votes of votes of votes. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking stupid. And the long and short of it is, um, no one gets to censor this word this week because everyone knows now that rat fucking is a term. <laughs> Alex censored me last week because she didn't know that rat fucking is a, is a genuine political term that has been used before. 
Uh, it just seems particularly funny when involving Mr. Pete Buttigieg. He looks like a rat. I'm, I didn't think so at first. Like the first time I read a tweet that was like, Pete Buttigieg kind of looks like a rat. I was like, he kind of looks like a rat. I guess he, I could see that. But now I just keep thinking of that picture of him eating a Cinnabon. Where he's and, torn it up into little pieces and it looks like he's eating chicken wings. And like he's holding one would. little piece with two hands on either side. His little nibbling. <laughs> Bernie used the word nibbling around the edges when referring to Pete Buttigieg in the debate. And I, oh, I, I, I like it. There's no way it. that wasn't on purpose. Someone told him. Someone told him to say that. He doesn't read Twitter. No. So he doesn't he, understand what an app is, and that's why Bernie Sanders is the most valid of every single candidate. Oh my god, his answer did, about cancel culture. Yes. Did you see that video? <laughs> did you see that video of uh, someone interviewing him and be like, "Hey, you know, it, it, you ever read Harry Potter? You, if you give the sock to Mitch McConnell, he'll be free because oh, yeah? he's a house elf, house elf for Donald Trump." And Bernie's just like, "Yeah, that's very. I'll make sure that I'll, he gets that." I have to give this to him. <laughs> I'll, I'll see that he gets it. Yeah. I yeah, it was like Hassan Minaj. I'm so glad that Bernie Sanders doesn't know what Harry Potter is. I think that's the most that's the thing we could hope most for our president is that he doesn't fucking know what Harry Potter is. Yes. <laughs> I saw on t- on Twitter today. This is not really related to Harry Potter, but I just saw a picture from Pete Buttigieg's high school yearbook that said he was one of the you know, he was one of the two people elected uh, most likely to become president yeah, of yeah. the United States. And I was just like, oh, he's been plotting this. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like, the, the, re- the reason why you haven't seen that many rat photos of him is that I don't think... I don't think yeah, that many can... Because when we scheming, we plot and we scopping. I don't think that many candid photos of him exist because that his really entire existence is calculated. That was a really good jopping joke, but okay. I'm sorry, I don't... You're, I didn't going, understand it. You don't know how you don't know how to jop. No, it's a thing I picked up only through osmosis, but I'm pretty sure it's a K-pop thing. There, okay. There's a, we're because when we're jumping, we're popping, we're jopping. Oh, I see. So he's scheming and plotting. He's scotting. He's scotting. Okay. Okay. Um, he would be doing better really in the polls do... if his name was Scott Buttigieg. I really do love that yearbook photo um, because it shows us the people that can stop him. Mm-hmm. There are two people named most likely to be president of the U.S., one mm-hmm. of which is Peter Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. And then most likely to overthrow the government are Casey Maynard and Pete Kowals. Where are they? Where are they now? Casey are and they Pete. coming to save us? Wait, that was, was the it, guy that was, was in Peter it. Peter and Pete? Hmm? Was it seriously Pete? Was it seriously Peter Buttigieg and Pete Kowals? Like yes. on opposite sides of the... <laughs> Two Peters, you will know. Yeah, the other Peter, the other Peter, literally has his arms, like his hands, around his neck, as if he is assassinating two, him. There are two yes. Peters inside you. One Peter is, one Peter is gay and wants to be president. The other craves anarchy. You are. I'm gonna. Po- I'm posting it. Oh no, sorry. That's that's Poke Chat, not podcast chat. I can't read podcast chat. There we go. Here is the photo. It's so good. It's, it's a, a very good fucking, The fucking, like, halfway between, like, a... Th- he looks like he's, like, about to do a finger gun thing. Yeah, but, but he's trying to do a thumbs, thumbs up, up at the same time. <laughs> he's doing the... I think he's trying to do the Bill Clinton um, fist thing, where he he isn't pointing, 
but he's not making a fist, so his like thumb is sticking out. It's See, not he like he couldn't decide politician. Between, yeah, he couldn't be- decide between a thumbs up and a finger gun because he's a centrist. Well, to be fair, exactly. Pete Kowal, to be fair, his, his uh, he was running out of oxygen. Pete Kowals was not fucking around in that photo. Yeah, <laughs> I do love that the, the is, person. Where, what if what if this is Pete Kowals? Like he got fucking like uh, sent back in time for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he looks like his like fucking you remember uh did you see do you know days of future past the wolverine's like future self is projected into the body of his younger yeah. self uh it's that like he had days of future past and this is his attempt to overthrow the government <laughs> also shout out to a friend of the show naama who's the one who tweeted it yes <laughs> wait really yes yes <laughs> continues oh, to be an a legend continues to be a legend yeah what if Pete Kowals grew up to um, go on to be a reporter and say things like, you worked for a company that was fixing bread prices? Yeah. Maybe that's nice. Pete Kowals. Do we know who that guy, what that guy's name is? It's someone for the New York Times, so you don't, don't have to hand it to him. Oh, okay, fine. But, I won't. Uh, Pete Kowals' day will come. <laughs> but yeah, and basically, Casey Maynard's like, will, too. It's really frustrating, like... Uh, Pete declared himself a winner with 0% reporting and a lot of places like kind of ran with it. And he took a pretty big bump in the polls because mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders waited like three days to declare his himself victorious. It mm-hmm. was when 97% of precincts were reported and he was ahead mm-hmm. in both uh, in, in the popular vote tied for delegates with Pete and then the state delegate equivalents, which is like the weird math numbers, was the yeah. only places he was behind. And, and he even was then, like a fraction of a percent. Yeah, it was like there was enough errors that were like reported by multiple outlets, including the New York Times data guy, that like they were. It was a functionally a toss up. Yeah. And people are like really pissed that he said he he's won. And by people, yep. I mean like you know pundits, because all pundits need to be thrown into the sea. Hmm. Oh, um, speaking of pundits, did y'all see the uh, the Democrat the, the Democrats were out in full force for the debate uh, last night? <laughs> I did not. Did y'all see that uh, famous Democrats Rahm Emanuel and uh, Chris Christie were in attendance? Yeah, I mean, really, Rahm, Rahm Emanuel is technically a Democrat, apparently. Sure, but he's um, also one who didn't he, like he he's he's also the wor- one, he's one of the worst human beings alive. We don't need to litigate right, it, but yeah, yeah, he's currently yeah. He, the, but like the, Chris the, Christie literally ran for the Republican office, right? Why is yeah. he there? <laughs> Why is he there? It doesn't make any sense, folks. I don't know. And yeah, so we're I'm interested to see how this uh, carries into New Hampshire, especially after Pete's just absolutely abysmal debate performance. I do love. I again don't under any circumstances have to hand it to Amy Klobuchar. I like that she basically just exists on stage to bully Pete Buttigieg. It's very, very well, funny yeah, to of me. Of course, she, of course, she's gonna. He looks like a generic campaign staffer. She yeah. just wants to throw bodies <laughs> at him. She has to restrain herself from throwing a stapler at him at all times. <laughs> <laughs> um, some fun facts about Pete Buttigieg. Um, he has. Uh, monetary support from 6% of America's billionaires. So 40 out of the 621 of them have Why donated that to his many? campaign. I don't know. I don't the know. The fact that there's like well over 600 billionaires, um, I hate it. I hate to see yeah. it. Yeah. And yet we only have like one or two guillotines so far. Um, <laughs> 1% support of Latinos at all, uh, according to the latest polls, and 0% supporting Pete Buttigieg of black people. 
uh, yeah, in latest polls. She sure hasn't so, increased that poll number at any point. Donald Trump has higher support among black Americans than Pete Buttigieg does. I what does like, that tell it's, you? It's so wild that he's like the like the favored DNC class candidate. Like pundits mm-hmm. love this guy. Mm-hmm. Like weird Twitter <laughs> libs love this guy. Yeah. And it's so it's like it's like you've never in your life known a ruthless social climber. Like he's such <laughs> right? a, he's such a type. And yeah. it's such a type of person that if you know a Pete Buttigieg in your life, you wouldn't trust him to like watch your dog for a day. There, no. There's an old Justin McElroy quote that I think of, which is he was talking about when um, the guys who made Eternal Darkness did a Kickstarter for Eternal Darkness 2. Yeah. Um, and the, the line was just basically, I would not trust these motherfuckers to hold on to my dog if I had a separate leash of my own also attached to my dog <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame because Eternal Darkness was a good game. It'd be nice to have one that another one that was good, but you yeah, know. they just that company does not do money. No, they do not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's like it just seems like such a fun, a fundamental disconnect between punditry and like I guess like the online circles in which I inhabit are not necessarily like the average American person, mostly because I'm not American, but also just because like. Yeah. I know. I feel like extremely online is such a sphere now. Yeah. There are and people that all the like, information they get is from watching the Democratic debates. Or just watching cable news in general, which is horrifying to think about. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, cable news, even on, like, the ostensibly Democratic, Democrat-friendly platforms, is just nothing but, like, anti-immigrant, anti-worker propaganda 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Canada is also particularly bad for that between our major networks. They're basically all Rupert Murdoch productions mm. in some way or another. So, Would you like to talk about Canadian cable now? So I wasn't necessarily going to talk mostly about Canadian media, but also, but oh. mostly just about like a specific event in, uh, in the Canadian sphere right now. Which, right. I mean, I guess I can start with media because it has been mostly ignored by the larger media circles. Hmm. Um, CBC has like one article on it and I think they might have a reporter on the ground. CTV hasn't covered it at all. Like global, I don't think it's covered at all. Anything that they're covering are only protests. And the only way they're covering protests is in the look how inconvenient these protests are making it. Uh huh. Um, so let's start with the story here. Um, there's a liquid natural gas company. So this is like, you know, fracked natural gas. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where we're starting, you know, resource mm-hmm. extraction, because that is a large amount of Canada's industry. And thus it comes up a lot in both labor and in indigenous issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coastal Gas Link wants to build a pipeline through a large section of northern British Columbia. They have agreements with several of the indigenous bands that are along the uh, that are along the route that they intend to build. But one that has always been a sticking point has been the Wet'suwet'en people. Okay. And they own like a they they own um further sidebar um most of Canada as a legal basis is based entirely on um treaty agreements with First Nations mm-hmm. to which the title holders of the land are still technically these First Nations bands and Canada is allowed to operate on its soil with certain conditions. That's like how this works. Oh, this comes okay. up a lot in Alberta because technically 
the treaty rights for Alberta extend to the depth of a plow. Um, so, you, oh. you know, a couple feet into the ground at most, and yet that's right. the place where most oil is extracted. Uh-huh. So, as you can naturally imagine, these treaties are broken constantly. One right. thing that was set up by the colonial government that calls itself Canada and enforces its rights over these lands is they set up tribal bands that are essentially elected governments that control the 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 lands of certain bands. So like a certain tribe will have an elected council government and this is all done under the Indian Act, which is like the act that governs most indigenous stuff in Canada. And it's a piece of shit that needs to go away long ago. <laughs> okay. So what the Wet'suwet'en um, hold is that the tribal band council does not hold the legal title over decisions made about the land. The mm-hmm. Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs hold it. And the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs, along with like a significant portion of the people do not want this pipeline going through their land. Mm-hmm. So they have set up a lot of checkpoints along the roads. They've blocked um, RCMP access in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And what's basically happened is the RCMP have been a v- tool of colonial violence and have repeatedly, um, broken the law, the actual law of the land, to mm. have the protesters removed, to have people removed from their own actual lands. Their own surveys have brought up like bodies, and they refuse to recognize like the fact that some parts are burial grounds, some parts are sacred lands. Oh my God. They were literally offered another alternate route by the Wet'suwet'en people that still goes through their lands, but like you know, bypasses some of the sacred lands that are Uh most important and they flatly rejected it and offered one where they you know they go apart for a couple kilometers then they come back and bulldoze right through it so essentially they don't want to play ball in any way and it has come to pretty much a head right now um i don't know how to explain exactly how like the the checkpoints work but essentially they're going along the road and mm-hmm. clearing people out of it. And that, that's how they, they've been going towards the site to continue construction. And they're not allowing journalists to come really look at it at all. One person who I've been following, um, it's, well, like the the, the media... The Media Collective Ricochet, which is a a left media coalition in Canada, of uh-huh. which, like, um, the Alberta Advantage, who I reference often, are a part of. Uh-huh. They have one journalist, uh, Jerome... Uh, I have the last name here somewhere. I'll find it later. Who is on the ground there and has essentially been forced back repeatedly from like five meters is how close you're supposed to be able to be to observe at all times mm-hmm. and has been regularly forced like out of the range of Wi-Fi because this is like rural British Columbia. Wow. And you're not going to be able to take pictures or communicate. He's been repeatedly arrested and and been forced to leave and put been pushed around by the RCMP who are mm-hmm. basically just one some of the journalists that they've let in have been rebel news because uh, they they love like the alt right wing publications in Canada oh. because they're going to support their story the same people right. i mentioned last week as um breaking the strikes against co-op refinery uh-huh. so like again these people are just basically here to shit on indigenous people in mm-hmm. general. So that's the long and stor- short of the story. So I just wow. I want to ma- basically let people know that even in a co- government that's ostensibly ruled by 
a left winger of Justin Trudeau. And mm. even in the province of BC, which is a NDP green coalition have oh done God. absolutely nothing to support this. And this is like the same two governments that say that like they want to adopt the UN, the UN's rights of indigenous peoples framework uh-huh. and have very much not done that. And I no. really don't know what the play is. Like this isn't gonna. This doesn't play well with the NDP's base, which is like you know labor movements and indigenous peoples. This doesn't right. play well. This plays well with oil interests and oil interests alone. Right. And like this isn't something that we can't have another pipeline in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what it comes down to. Like this is ostensibly the better pipeline in that it's liquid natural gas, which is a it produces carbon dioxide but at a far lesser rate than l- more pollutant fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. But you know fracking is yeah. a horrendous process that makes your water on fire <laughs> um yeah and like even even with the like numerous numerous concessions that have been offered to make this go away that is you know amenable to all sides of the debate they're insistent on pushing it through with the rule of force and <laughs> the long and short is fuck the rcmp fuck the british uh, the british columbia ndp Fuck Justin Trudeau and fuck Coastal Gaslink. Fuck them all. So, yeah, where this is coming now is there have been uh, indigenous youth have taken over a part of the legislature in uh, in British Columbia and have basically just like locked themselves to the steps. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Jerome Turner, uh, there's the last name, has uh-huh. been prevented from doing his job, but is still in the area, still like getting pictures and still posting updates. I think they're looking to post more articles on the Ricochet site, which is ricochet.media, if you want to follow this story further. Uh, it's also ricochet underscore en on Twitter. They have a French version as well. If anyone <laughs> who listens to this podcast prefers to read it in French. Um, nice. And yeah, the only the main thing that civil 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 liberties places are covering is is the fact that journalists are being arrested and, you know, not the huge violations of indigenous sovereignty. But, you know, (laughs) you got to start somewhere. So at least at least that is being recognized as fucked up, even though it's, you know, a whole bunch of layers of fucked up. Right. Uh, They've also um, solidarity uh, protests have also locked several uh, rail lines. Uh, in uh, trying to block um, gas link trains and other trains as protest. I know they blocked a lot of uh, stuff in Toronto today and all support to those people. Um, Couldn't really be there today, but I really need to join one of these protests because, you know, as much as I love complaining online, I feel like we all need to do more in the actual world. Yeah. There's one thing like I... I often find the the Chapo guys to be a bit too edgy for my tastes. Mm-hmm. But one thing that they 100% do is the work. They are yeah. on the ground. They are organizing. They are consistently showing up to events. And that is so much more than a lot of people can say. And yeah. that includes us. So that's why in this situation, we do have to hand it to them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that's... That's about as clear as I'm able to get with it. So I think I'll, I can end that subject there. And I very much encourage everyone to look into this further. Ricochet is probably the best people to follow about this because the CBC have mostly been useless. I follow mm. a couple of CBC reporters that have been like putting more stuff on their own personal timelines. But like the actual editorial at CBC has been very bad for not for covering things other than like the rail lines being shut down in Toronto because of the protests. Hmm. Huh. 
So yeah, I'll probably, I'll retweet some relevant links onto the HKIP Twitter as well for reference. Right. What fucks me up about that story, I mean, besides all of it, is that like, it's not like the two sides are butting heads and neither are, are budging. Like these, the tribe is trying to compromise at least. Right. Like it's a lot of what comes up with these kind of resource companies is that the way that the Indian Act has indigenous people kind of like by the hair at all times mm-hmm. is that they are forced into a position of relative poverty where th- making deals with resource companies is often in their best interest monetarily, yeah. which yeah. is very unfortunate. Like it's basically they're held hostage. And the idea of working for better conditions with these companies is seen as being ungrateful for like this service being offered to them. Ew. It's so fucking disgusting. Like it's a big thing that comes up a lot with the, uh, the ring of fire, which is a, it's, it's, it's a lot less cool than it sounds. It's a resource. It's a resource area in Northern Ontario that happens to cover a lot of indigenous bands that has never been developed because they essentially cannot find a framework in which it doesn't completely fuck these people over. Because it's a lot of minerals that extracting them can poison the groundwater. And even if, like, all the employees at this place were indigenous, they'd all have to move afterwards. And, like, people have been consistently for years talking about how the people who live there are ungrateful for this opportunity that can get them a lot of money for this resource extraction. But, like, Canada pays absolutely garbage Uh, Sorry, companies operating in Canada pay garbage royalty rates compared to most places for Mm -hmm. resource extraction. Like, the North is basically just a fucking free-for-all. It's it's resource companies coming in, leaving toxic pits of sludge, and then fucking off or declaring bankruptcy to offload the actual effects of cleanup to the government to pay. And, like, we don't even... We, as in, like, the so-called nation of Canada, doesn't actually even, like, get anything to do this. So, like... They're, they socialize the risk and privatize the profit, and that is Ugh. like the general mode of capitalism, but in particular, it's how every resource company in Canada operates, like to Jeez. its absolute maximum. And it's so it's so frustrating to to see people who really just don't get how like there's generational trauma involved in so much of how indigenous relations work and how that actually intersects with how they, they deal with these, um, these proposals. Yeah. And so like, it's understandable if they're like, um, how about we don't get fucked by this? Yeah. Like, how about we actually have like some kind of decent deal to work with here? Or we don't have a deal because we don't want a fucking pipeline through here at all. Right. And because like, I think that's basically where it's settled now. Like, it's like, you didn't want to play ball, then we're not going to fucking play ball either. Right. And all the power to them. Like, no one, as far as I know, has been killed yet, but it's only a matter of time with oh. the way that uh, the RCMP are acting. Like, they, there was a, a news release, which I referred to on the last episode, where they, they said that they would use lethal force if necessary in one of their, in one of their like, private, uh, private exchanges that got leaked. And it's like, oh they have snipers on site. Like, it could happen any time. Oh, my God. That's so, horrific. Um, this is the kind of story that you have to watch. This is when people dismiss um, environmental movements as being largely white. This is the kind of story they're ignoring. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of story that is very important as, like, 
the resistance against colonial government one, fossil capital two. Like those are the the two driving powers that are keeping climate change running long and strong. Yeah. And They're we hand, have people who hand. are actively resisting it who are being literally just under the boot of the state. Mm. So this is a story to follow if you care about anything, really. <laughs> like there are so many angles from this is which this is a story to follow. So I, I highly recommend keeping up with the uh, ricochet on Twitter and other links that I will uh, put onto your timelines. Word. Well, thank you, Matt. Um, I have one more shout out that I forgot to mention at the beginning of mm-hmm. the episode. This is an extremely light story. Um, so uh, Derek Nadi, who is from the Kansas city football team, um, he said that he would pay the adoption fees of some dogs and um, he pays. So he worked out a, um, a little a partnership with a Missouri animal rescue organization. And for every uh, win of his team, he'd pay a dog's adoption fee. So Aww. during the, yeah. So during the, the season, he, um, they'd won 15 games and he played, you know, he, he paid the adoption fee of 15 dogs. And then he said that he would pay for every dog's adoption fee if his team won. And he oh, yeah. did. Yeah. And there was 109 dogs, uh, average adoption fee of $150. He paid for that celebrity chef, Rachel Ray chipped in, offered a free supply of pet food, which I think she has her own pet food, like dog yeah. food brand. So that one's less. The, the thing about rich people giving anything is that it, it, it often will come with some kind of interest. But in this case, in, in yeah. his case, like that's just that's just a nice thing to do. Yeah, and all of the dogs got adopted. Hell yeah! Yeah, it was just a really sweet story. So I wanted to shout that out. That's a good shout out. Yeah. Um, well, we were really just uh, uh, hanging on two topics today, so I'm good to move mm. into like our. Our, our later sections of uh, Lightbringers. Me as well. Would you like to go first? I can go first. Uh, this one is um, a Lightbringer that has already been mentioned on the podcast, but I wanted to do it again anyway, uh, because it wasn't by me. And it's... Um, been watching some anime, and mm. I just watched the first five episodes of Keep Your Hands Off Azuken, okay. uh, which is... Uh, Sarah had mentioned it previously. It's about uh, three girls who decide to make anime. And the episode is basically huh. the episodes are basically just like full love letters to animation, and all the episodes pretty much end with two of the girls ending up in like their own heads, and they're like they're kind of just like running around like these like sketchily animated things that look like like they drew and animated them, so it's like looking into their imagination. Oh, if anyone remembers the obscure Canadian uh, television show of Sticking Around, it's the same idea. I <laughs> personally was, uh, don't, but. Some people might recognize sticking around. It was a pretty, yeah. it was a pretty decent show. That was like you know they go into their imagination and everything looks like it's kind of drawn, and it's, um, cool. it's basically about their their journey forming a club at their school to make the anime and also working with other clubs and working with the student council. It's very cute. Um, the theme song is by Kelnico and it is a it's a track called Easy Breezy. And it's so good that I know we said we could end with that uh, Pete fix the bread prices, but I really want to end uh-huh. with Easy Breezy. So we might put both. We might have okay. two songs in there. We might <laughs> we have to do just both. Re- we could just retweet that that um, the song and then yeah. put the Easy Breezy as the outro. 
It's very true. Uh, and I, yeah, I've been I've been very much enjoying it. So that that is my lightbringer this week. Nice. Um, my I I can't think of a lightbringer. Um, my lightbringer is elementary again. It's a good show. It's a good show. <laughs> hey, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's true. We never have to do anything. Uh, do you I, mean, I, just for, I forget to bring nicknames most weeks, so... Yeah. And now here's Sarah's Lightbringer from before she left. Yeah, uh, so my Lightbringer this week is going to be... Uh, you know what the fuck time it is. It's anime time, baby. Um, an anime that I've really been enjoying this season is called Inspector. It's I. It's I-N slash and then Spectre, like a ghost, S-P-E-C-T-R-E. Mm. Um, it is about a girl who, at the age of 12, was kidnapped by the, the, for, the, spirit of the spirits of the forest and was basically brought on to be, like, a mediator for, like, spirit world, like, like anomalies, basically. Kind of like, kind of like Mob Psycho 100 a little bit, except for she was chosen okay. instead of just kind of, like, randomly having that power. Um... And in exchange for being able to see the spirit, the the spirits, uh, she had to give up an eye and a leg. So she has a prosthetic eye and leg, and beats the shit out of some spirits, and does some mediation with other spirits. Like the entire mm-hmm. second episode is just her talking to the snake spirit of a lake about like someone who de- who like tried to hide a body in the river or in the lake like years ago. And that's the entire episode. It's fucking good as hell. Um, I really like it. Uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch more of it. It's really funny too. There was a there was a scene where uh, a character was like, like there was this idol character who like went uh, went a wall from the pub- from the public scene for a while, and the la- they said she posted one last tweet to all of her fans before she disappeared. Then the tweet appears on screen. And it's just, "I'll be back later, my dudes." Oh, <laughs> nice. Which made me giggle. Um, but yeah, Inspector, it's really good. This season is fucking stacked as far as anime goes. My, ne- my, re- my next Lightbringer is probably going to be another anime just because there's so many this season that I can't not recommend. Nice. Oh, yeah. If people want to hear more from us, we've mentioned the Twitter a few times. We are um, on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook and Reddit uh, as HKIPGTD. Um, shout out to Reddit user Bisexual Punch Party for setting up our, um, our Reddit. And we're also um, HKIPGTD on Patreon. So if you want to become a patron, uh, you can. No one's stopping you, and you should. Um, Because when you donate even $1 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, like um, extended Lightbringers, Cut for Time, pre-show, post-shows. That one time we had a mid-show. That one time we had a mid-show. What? When was that? It was one time where uh, where Zoe's mic stopped working, and we were just kind of talking. <laughs> okay. So we called it we called it a mid show, the rare mid show. Um, and if you donate five dollars a month, you get your name read on the you get access to all of that. You get your name read on the podcast, and you get the special role of comrade in our Discord. Uh, if you donate ten dollars a month, you get everything we've already said. Plus, you get well, you don't get the role of comrade because you get the role of conrad which is even specialer and it's like comrade you, but yellow it's like comrade but yellow and with the letter n um yeah and no e because who needs an e um, you don't need it folks you don't and you especially don't need it to listen along live to the podcast as we record um which yeah. craig is doing right now so and stephanie was doing earlier stephanie was doing earlier. food earlier oh that was a good decision I know, I'm very excited to eat, because I've been recording podcasts for, 
Uh, almost four hours straight now. All right. That is you what know, that's how it is. called podcasting. So. Uh, but yeah, so as we said, we read our 5 and $10 patrons on the podcast, and here they are. We have... A Sexual Fish Tank, Alex H., Alex Schaup, Alex Hoot, Ashy New, Bryant, Bryce, Burgermeister, Chaz Goblin, David Besser, Destry Hawk, Dijonese, Florian Siegel, hmm, Jacob Sears, Jane Wick, Maximilian Rower, Nave Noel Williams, Nick Clarkson, Non-Binary with Left Beef, Patrick Van Brunt, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, <laughs> Pregnant Seinfeld, PR the Disaster, Stephanie Ruff, Summer Geist, The Tallest Jew, Tufster McGee, Wynn, and... Ooh, that's a new one right here. Your sapphic Minecraft bee wife. Mm. Hell yeah. Thank you to all of our patrons. And um, is that podcast? Uh, I'm Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattGCN. I have other podcasts on this, the noisespace.xyz network, uh, including Giants Confirmed, which we just recorded our new episode literally directly before this, and indeed <laughs> during the first part of this episode, uh, during which I was not here. Um, yes. It was a very long one. I don't know when it'll be out uh, because it, it will probably be a bit of a long edit because it was like two hours and 40 minutes of audio. Mm. And uh, I do Elite Full Restore, a Pokemon podcast, which uh, there should be a new episode recording somewhere in the next week. I just have to get some people wrangled. And I also do Tuning Fork with uh, my friend David, where we just talk about the music that we all bonded together on. So Aww. lots of podcasts. Love to hear myself talk. Love it. And we love Noisespace.xyz, which is, of course, uh, the hosting website for HKIPGTD as well. And uh, we want to say thank you to the, the handsome host of, of that website. Who is, and that's me. Is Matt. Um, and we, I'm also have to th- we also have to thank uh, the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men from Cold Hearted Town, which mm-hmm. is our theme song. Yes. I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at flightcub.com. Nope. You can find me. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter as flightcubb. Um, so it's flightcub with an, a second B on it. Because the second B stands for uh, Barry B. Benson. Nice. The B from the what's, B movie. What's that B in? What's that B? The B in the middle there stand for? That B stands for B. Oh, nice. He's a B. Cause so. he's a, it's because he's a B. It's because he's a B. Uh, Memento Pokemon. Memento Pokemon. Kalamata, Kalakata, Yetlawa, Ukani,